0: Welcome to Scanner School session number 28. Today, we are starting another little mini series. Basically, we're gonna talk about every component from the antenna all the way down to the vacuum radio. So today we're starting at the top and then we'll be working our way down to the bottom. So let's talk about antennas and uh, a new contest that starts this week right here on Scanner School. Welcome to the Scanner School. A podcast dedicated to the Scanner Radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. And the point of this podcast is to teach you everything that you need to know about the Scanner Radio hobby. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, do me a favor. Pick up that phone or the mobile device you're listening to and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up on this series, we are talking from the antennas, the coax, lightning protection, multi-couplers, pre-amplifiers. If it sits from the antenna to the back of the radio, we are going to talk about it. Now, if there's something too that you want to uh, have me talk about on upcoming podcasts, do me a favor and you can go to scannerschool.com, click on the contact button and let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what uh, I can Bring to the podcast that uh, you're looking for information, or maybe um, you know you want me to explain something in for the detail. Because the problem with today's podcast, really, with the, to- the problem with today's topic, is that um, I was I was stuck for a while with uh, paralysis by analysis. I uh, this podcast is actually set to be released tomorrow, every Tuesday, and it's uh, just shy of noon on Monday. I spent the entire weekend trying to figure this out. Uh, and also, let's not forget, too, we have a contest coming up. So uh, a little bit further down in the podcast, I'll let you know about this new contest where you can win a $100 gift card to Scanner Master because I want you to be able to go out and buy the stuff that we're talking about here. And I want to help you do that. Now, again, Scanner Master is not sponsoring this podcast. This is something that I'm fronting the money for. And I'm putting the money up because I want to see you be able to upgrade your station. Now, if you want to talk about sponsorships, sponsorships opportunities are available to the podcast if you want to help support us go to scannerschool.com support if you buy it from scanner master amazon uh you can be a patreon supporter and again we'll uh we'll touch on our patreon supporters at the end we'll thank them personally at the end of the podcast like could do on every other podcast and um we'll, we'll go from there as well but uh we're also looking for sponsorship opportunities too so if you have a business that's scanner bit scanner related or already related to we would like uh to put the offer out there that if you want to help sponsor the podcast, that there are sponsorship opportunities available. So today's podcast is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, full disclosure, East Coast Pagers is my business, one of my businesses that I run. So East Coast Pagers is a authorized unication Swiss phone and Apollo pager dealer. So if you're in a market for a brand-new Fire Pager or maybe you're looking for something that's going to pick up a P25 system, we have uh, G1s, G4s, G5s. we got the brand-new S-Quad. 360 and the s quad voice by swiss phone now if you go to eastcoastpagers.com slash scanner school and put something in your shopping cart related to a pager then uh, you'll see a little little bonus check out there a little bonus item from scanner school but again scanner uh, east coast pagers is my company and uh, they are the sponsor of today's podcast so without further ado let's talk about scanner antennas so, like I said, this was something that I went through paralysis by analysis. There are a lot of different types of scanning antennas, a lot of different types of antennas, before you even get into the world of scanning, right? So, I went through, you know, do I want to talk about dipoles, collinears, ground planes, disc cones, rubber ducts, uh, directional antennas. I mean, and and the more I sat down and the more I went through this list, the more I was like, this is going to take forever to talk about. So, I basically took that piece of paper I crumpled it up, threw it on my shoulder. I missed the garbage can, but, um, you know, it is what it is. So what we're really going to do is we're going to focus on if I was going to tear down my antenna, which I am actually going to do. I have a Austin ferret on my roof right now on a 15 foot mast and I am not thrilled with it. So I thought, you know, I'm going to replace my antenna. What would I put up there? And why am I going to put this up there? And uh, so I'm going to give you basically why I'm swapping out my antenna, what I'm going to, and it's going to be my personal recommendation as to what I'm going to go with. Now, again, if you're looking for something a little bit different, we're going to touch on something a little bit different after we talk about the antenna that I am going to put up this summer on the side of my house. So before we start looking at antennas, what are some of the, the items that we look at when it comes to putting an antenna on the side of your house? Now, again, we're going to go about outdoor antennas on this. My solution here will also work in an attic space. Uh, I, I do have a, uh, one of these antennas in my attic and it does work fairly well as well, but, uh, I'm going to be putting one of these outside my house. One of the things we want to look at is, is basically is the gain on the antenna. So what that basically means is that, um, you can actually improve your reception based on the type of antenna you put outside. One thing to remember though, height counts. If you can put your antenna as high as you can get it, a 50-foot a antenna is going to do much better than a 5-foot antenna. It's going to do a little bit better than a 25-foot antenna, okay? Height is key. Everything is line of sight. Uh, a little asterisk here about simulcast, and we'll we'll touch on that again in a little bit. Um, so for typical stuff, the higher you can get it, the better, you're, better off you are. And uh, that's basically because antennas work really well at line of sight. So the higher you can put it, the more footprint you're going to gain off of the antenna. What else do we look at when it comes to the antennas? So again, too, the higher the gain, right, the more signals can be able to pull in because it's got bigger ears. I guess is a way to 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 uh, really spell it out. Uh, another thing we want to look at too is the polarity of the antenna. The polarity could vary, but most or all scanning antennas basically are vertical antennas, right? From uh, from VHN on, on upwards, you're looking at vertical, which basically means you know up and down. So your whip. Um, the, the uh, If you look at a Yagi, they're typically vertical. Something that would be a horizontal antenna, old school TV antennas, low band amateur radio antennas, uh, uh, random wire antennas, they're basically laid out horizontally. So there's a key difference here that you want an antenna that's going to match the type of transmission that you're trying to receive. Because if you're at a phase, if you're trying to pick up a vertically polarized signal and you're using a horizontally polarized antenna, well, you're gonna take a loss when it is time to receive it because you're gonna be out of phase, okay? So you wanna match what it is that you're trying to receive. Most transmitter sites out there, again, VHF and UHF, they're all done vertically. Now, again, you can have circularly polarized too, which I believe is typically like satellite dishes. Uh, You want something that's circular if you're dealing with satellites because they rotate in orbit. And uh, believe it or not, really, your rubber duck antenna kind of is circular uh, in a way, but uh, is, is pretty much a vertical polarized antenna because of how you're holding it. Another thing we want to look at too is the directionality of the antenna. Is it an omnidirectional antenna or is it a directional antenna? So what do we mean, what do we mean by an omnidirectional antenna? Well, An omnidirectional antenna kind of has a donut-shaped radiation pattern, where if you were to put a stick in the middle of a donut. That's the radiation pattern. And what you'll notice about the radiation pattern on this donut pattern is basically, it goes out far on the horizon, but you don't really have anything above you or below you. So a lot of omnidirectional antennas are made so they go out towards the horizon. Now, a good example of this and how this works, I don't know if any of you have decided to or or tried listening to the International Space Station as it flies overhead using voice, or uh, amateur satellites or something like that. But as the satellites pass directly overhead, you'll actually notice that you lose the signal or it gets really bad quality. That's because your antennas are made, again, they're not made to be receiving directly overhead. They're they're made to go out over the horizon. So the same holds true if you look at your little donut with your toothpick or your stick in the middle where the donut hole belongs. And uh, that's kind of the coverage that you're going to have on an omnidirectional antenna. A directional antenna is made so that you are going to be focusing your beam pattern in a particular direction. A very common directional antenna is a Yagi antenna. And a Yagi antenna has several elements. Uh, the more elements it has on it, or, or the more little, um, i trying to think of an easy way to say this here, the more uh, vertical elements it has to it, the more gain it's going to have, which is the better it's going to be able to receive, but your... Uh, your beam width kind of comes in a bit and also the bandwidth the number of frequencies it's going to be able to cover is also going to decrease so a um, a typical yagi antenna works really well in the one direction and it has nulls off to the side so if you're looking at picking up something that's just outside of your reach or you know something that you're tens tens of miles away I guess it would be the best way to say it, you know 20 30 miles maybe or If you're trying to deal with simulcast and you're trying to isolate just a one transmitter site and null out everything else, you want to take that antenna and point it to the signal that you are trying to receive. Now, you're going to find that Yagi antennas are cut for a specific frequency band. So if you're looking for 800 megahertz, you want to find a Yagi antenna that is cut for that band, right? 851, I guess, if it's going to be a reband system. Likewise, if you're trying to pick up something in the UHF public safety band, you want a Yagi antenna that's going to be somewhere in the 470 range, okay? So that's the key when it comes to antennas. So now let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about our omnidirectional antenna that I'm looking at putting on my house. I am looking at swapping out to a disc cone antenna. I have a disc cone antenna in my attic right now, and it works fairly well. So I've had some dipole antennas up. I put around some ground planes. And I'm just a fan right now of the disc cone antenna. So the disc cone antenna that I am looking at buying, the one that I recommend because I've had other versions of this antenna, but I am looking at right now purchasing a Diamond D130NJ. Now the N in this is for an N connector, not a PL259. And we'll touch on why we're looking at N connectors later on in, as we go further down the series. But a discone antenna is a wide band receiver. And they are very well liked by military and aviation and whatnot. Because you put one antenna up, it will receive over a large footprint of frequencies. But again, you're not going to gain get any gain off of this type of antenna. So it works equally poor over a large group of frequencies, or it works equally well over a large group of frequencies, depending on what school you come from. Glass half empty, glass half full. All right, so again... I've had success in the past with disco antennas. And I'm going back to my roots here. I'm going to take down my Austin Ferret, which um, you know is, is kind of a dipole antenna, stacked elements. And uh, I, can, I can't I hear like 15 miles away. But when it comes to my disco antenna up in the attic, yes, I'm doing well. So I do have some other antennas up right now that I also use. I have some ham radio antennas that are cut for 144 and 440 megahertz. They have gain on them. And I can hear really far on those antennas as compared to my previous scanning antennas. The reason why is I have gain on them. They're cut for a specific frequency and they work really well, but they work not so great, say on low band or 800. So if you want to receive on a wide band of frequency or wide range, you're looking for a scanner antenna. And my recommendation, and plenty of other people out there too, a discount antenna. So now let's take apart the discount antenna and let's look at how one is built and what makes it a really unique design, really. If you've never seen a disc cone antenna, by going through this, we're going to kind of understand what it is, and, and you'll be able to put a picture of it together in your mind. So a disc cone antenna is, um, it's really an upside-down cone when you look at it. There are a bunch of radials that stick out at an angle from the center of the antenna, and, and the number of elements are basically, they change based on the manufacture and the design of the antenna. These ground elements or kind of mimic a ground plane stick out and they form a cone this is where the ground wire of your antenna connects to now the center connector will go to the disc of the antenna now the disc has some really short elements on it that go around and um those like i said those are attached to the center line so between the radials that are on the middle or the waist of the antenna and the skirt or the cone That's the basic disk cone antenna. Plus, you have an isolator in the middle, and the isolator separates the disk from the cone. Uh, You guys see the name here, right? Disk cone, disk cone antenna. Now, there are disk cone antennas, too, that have a whip that sticks out through the top of the antenna. And that is there to really increase the low band uh, reception on the scanner. So if you look at the disc cone antenna with the whip on it, on the low band frequencies, it's really a ground plane antenna because you have the whip up top, the cone mimics the ground. And that is basically a dissection of a disc cone antenna. Now, again, they're Omni. They have no gain or very little gain to them. And the higher you can put them, the better. And that is what I am putting up on the side of my house this summer. So again, the antenna that I'm going out to buy, and I'll have a full review on this antenna afterwards, is a disc cone uh, is a diamond disc cone D130NJ. Now, if you want to know more about this antenna, you can find out more about it in our show notes. Or as I am building out this podcast series from the antenna down to the back of the radio, I'm going to be adding all the elements we're talking about into my resources page on Scanner School. So if you go to scannerschool.com resources, you will see what we're talking about as my resource guide for anybody who's looking to put their station together. All right, so again, I've got a disc cone antenna in my attic. It works really well for where it is and uh, which is why i'm going to put one on the top of my house so we talked about disc cone antennas right that's the omnidirectional antenna we talked about yagi yagis are your directional antenna now what about if you're looking for something that goes in the back of your radio or your ht all right these are what we call rubber ducks or whip antennas now a rubber duck antenna is basically really an equal opportunity offender if you go and you open up a brand new scanner and you take the antenna that's out of there it's really not going to work as great as a third-party antenna. And the reason why they don't work as well is because the scanning manufacturer just has no idea of what you're going to use the radio for. They don't know if you're going to use it on low band, you can use it on VHF, UHF, 800. Maybe you're going to use it for aviation monitoring. So they have to put an antenna in there that's going to work okay on all bands. Now, if you've ever had a scanner antenna or a rubber duck antenna fall apart on you because if you've just gotten too old and you dry out, you'll basically find out that it's a, uh, a piece of metal that is coiled up and that coil goes the full length of the antenna. And that gives the antenna a little bit of structure and um, it works, you know, for what it is. I personally, again, if you remember before, I'm looking at diamond discone antenna. I have been a fan of diamond antennas for a while. I have diamond antennas on my house. I have diamond antennas on my vehicle. Or at least I used to until um, until things fell apart, and uh, I use diamond antennas on my my scanners. Now again to clarify, the diamond antenna on my vehicle did not fall apart. It's actually the mount that I used was a uh, was not a mount that physically attached to the car. It um, it's really cool. It actually uh, now I'm, I'm going on a little side tangent here, but the antenna ma- uh, mount that I'm using on my vehicle basically mounts to the glass using 3M double sided tape and. After about 10 years, the tape just decided one day to give up, so it came off the back of my truck. Uh, no no design flaws for me, no no, you know, hitting overpasses, or uh, I've actually had an antenna hit the top when I brought it into the mechanics. The antenna, yeah, it did snap, and I was able to buy a replacement part for that, but that just shows you how strong a 3M tape is on that mount, and uh, I'll dig up the information on the mount. I'll add to the show notes as well, but um, that's what I mean when I say things kind of fell apart on the vehicle the tape finally failed after 10 years of sitting in the hot sun. So let's talk about what I use on my scanners. Um, The SDS-100, that's just a whole nother can of worms. So outside of that, what am I using on my scanner antennas? So I really like the Diamond SRH-77CA, if you've got a radio that has an SMA connector on it, or the RH-77CA, if you have a scanner or radio with a BNC connector on it. This is a big antenna. It's pretty long. I believe it's about 20 inches long, but it pulls in like gangbusters. And if you're looking for something that's got some wide band coverage and uh, is, is built very well, that's one of the antennas. That's usually one of the antennas I have multiples of somewhere around the house. And uh, it's basically got a loaded base on it and then the whip itself. So it's not like a scanner antenna that's, uh, that's, that's thick and fat. It's actually very flexible and uh, if, if you wanted to whip somebody with it, yeah, it would leave a mark. If you're looking for something that's a little bit smaller, the antenna that I go to is, um, this is an SMA antenna. This is an SRH519, again, by Diamond. And it covers 144 and 430 megahertz plus wideband band receive. And this is the antenna that I purchase basically when I buy a new scanner. Very disappointed that I cannot use this on my SDS100. So we'll talk about antennas for that radio Uh, further in my SDS 100 review column that I'm putting together. So if you want to get on that, you go to um, sds100review.com and I'll talk about the antennas that I'm going to be putting on that, uh, that scanner. But again, like every other scanner I've had in the past, I'm not happy at all with the antenna that comes with it. All right, guys, I've talked to you about 20 minutes about antennas and we've only touched the tip of the iceberg. So again, what we're going to do is we're going to re- we're going to stop. We're going to review what I've talked about here. And we're going to talk about all the other antenna designs on a future podcast. Because like I said, I spent the entire weekend thinking about this topic. And uh, I had paralysis by analysis. I just decided, you know what? Let me talk about right now what I am using. Because these would be my recommendations for somebody who is looking to upgrade anyway. Or, or who is looking to buy their uh, their very first antenna. All right? So again, what I'm putting on my house this summer is a diamond. D-130NJ disc cone antenna. And you can buy any other discone cone antenna you want. But again, I am going with a disc cone antenna. I just like them. I know a lot of other people out there like them as well. If you want some directionality, you're going to be looking for a Yagi antenna. Now, Yagi antenna, again, you point it in the direction that you want to go or you point it away from the null or you put it away from the direction you don't want to receive. So again, if you're looking for a simulcast situation, And you have a couple of transmitters coming in. Maybe you want to point that antenna and you want to swing it until you only pick up one transmitter site. That may be a one decent way of getting rid of simulcast. Um, When it comes to putting an antenna on the top of your radio, again, get rid of the scanner antenna that comes with it. My recommendation, again, for a rubber duck antenna would be the Diamond SRH77CA or the RH77CA if you have a B and C connector. Now, if you have an SMA radio, the SRH-519 is the antenna that I have right now in my hand and I throw that on all my scanners. Really love this antenna. Now, one of you, you might be asking too about those little tiny antennas. I wouldn't even waste my time with them. Unless you're looking to pick up 800 and you live near, you know, the, the transmitter site for the uh, for for the trunk system, that's fine. It, you may find out that a small antenna works out well for you too. And it may be something you want to think about too if you're trying to fight simulcast. But again, uh, these are what I use on my scanners. And again, this this series is based on what it is that I would recommend to somebody who is looking to upgrade their system. All right, so we're very happy to announce our scanner school contest for July of 2018. So the reason why we're holding this contest right now is because we are teaching you about how to build or improve your scanner radio setup from the antenna, to the coax, to the Uh, lightning protection, multi-couplers, preamps, anything that sits from the antenna all the way down to the bottom of your scanner radio. And we want to make sure that you're able to purchase something that you've learned or something to improve your scanner setup. So if you go to scannerschool.com slash contest, you can enter to win a $100 gift card to Scanner Master. Now again, Scanner Master isn't sponsoring this giveaway. This is money that I put up because I want to make sure that you're able to upgrade or build out your scanner setup. So how can you win? Again, if you go to scannerschool.com contest, you will see several different ways and each different way has a number of entries that are associated to it. So one way you can win is by entering daily. You click on the link once per day and I'll give you one entry. The other ways you can win is by going Facebook like, you can join our group, you can follow us on Twitter, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, you can follow my personal Instagram account. Or if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to our podcast. Now again, each one of these will give you a different number of entries. But if you've already been a member and you've already been following us or whatever else, you can still go in and join us on a daily entry or just click on the other links. They might work. So again, go to scannerschool.com slash contest for your chance to win a $100 gift card to Scanner Master. So the window of entry is from July 3rd, 2018 to July 31st, 2018. And the $100 gift card will be awarded at noon on August 1st. So we wish you the best of luck. Remember, ScannerSchool.com slash contest. All right, guys. So that's our contest for the month of July. I want to uh, wish all of you luck. Now, again, too, if you want to support the Scanner School podcast, very simple. Go to ScannerSchool.com slash support. And from there, you can get a link to Amazon. You can get a link to Scanner Master. If you want to buy what we talked about today, I'll have that as a link. It'll be an affiliate link to Scanner Master. Um, really enjoy their business. They're, um, I've been a customer of theirs for many, many years. And I'm very happy to be able to offer you uh, kind of an affiliate uh, for, for myself and, and recommend them based on my own past past um, purchases with Scanner Master. Uh, again, I want to thank our Patreon patrons. Uh, We have Mark Beebe and Kenneth Fowler. I want to thank the two of you for being current Patreon supporters. And our new Patreon, MT Bono. Thank you very much, MT, for being our newest Patreon supporter. Again, if you want to help out the Scanner School podcast and be a monthly contributor, go to ScannerSchool.com slash Patreon or ScannerSchool.com slash support. So that's it for the antenna section of this uh, tutorial. Leave me some feedback. Let me know whether or not I did an okay enough job Explain to you why it is I, I like this cone antennas and why it is that I use the rubber duck antennas that I use. Now, again, we didn't cover every single antenna that's out there or every te- antenna type. We will table those for future discussions because right now I'm really concentrating on somebody building their very first station or looking to upgrade. Again, these would be my suggestions going forward that I would do or, or use or am currently using in my current setup. All right. So we'll talk next week on Scanner School when we continue our little trip down the coax. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. This is Scanner School. We teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. Thanks again. And don't forget, scannerschool.com slash contest for our contest. Good luck, guys. Thanks for listening to the Scanner School podcast. Be sure to visit www.scannerschool.com to access the show notes and bonus content.